Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. What's going on? Feel like a million dollars. Want to check out that ring? What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guys, Lucas Widman, Edward Lewis. Fellas, the boxing world wanted Jake Paul to fight a quote-unquote real boxer. Well, Jake Paul fought a real boxer, and it might have been the easiest opponent of his entire boxing career, at least on this side of Ben Askren. Uh, guys, Friday night, Jake Paul fought Andre August. Andre August being a, uh, a then 10-1 fighter, now obviously 10-2. Jake Paul put him down in the first round with one of the most brutal knockouts that you will have seen this year. This all went down on the zone. A little bit of a smaller arena than Jake Paul is used to fighting in. Nonetheless, uh, still hits as hard no matter how many people are watching. Brutal knockout. Watch this. Jake Paul coming off that win over Nate Diaz. It went the distance. Jake promising that this one will not. Andre needs to be careful by ducking down. Yeah, you heard him during the week say, I'm going to knock him out in the first round. I don't think many people believed him. I didn't believe him. Andre August, not saying that he's Evander Holyfield, but the guy was a legitimate prospect as a fighter and clearly in good shape. And, and Drake put him out. I mean, there was no chance he was going to continue uh, taking that shot. It doesn't matter how big or strong you are. That was a brutal punch, guys. Ooh. And, you know, you said it. I didn't think I, he was actually going to knock him out either. But, no. you know, we need to stop. You know, Jake's telling us before these fights, he knows exactly how it's going to go down. And we always doubt him. And then this always is the result. The only thing about this, though, is that Jake Paul, the, the thing that we really want to see is him go up against guys like Tommy Fury, KSI, you know, all those kind of guys. Yeah. Because, first of all, no one even really knew this fight was going on this week, let alone Friday night. I mean, of course, I was tuning in because I'm a... You Know, Jake Paul super fan, but like the oh, average. Lucas, I got to be honest, I and mean, we obviously we run a, a big sports site here. I didn't know this was happening, and and most of the time when Jake Paul fights, it's an event, but it wasn't the case here. And I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about this. Ed, you know, I think I think Jake is at, and we're going to actually hear from Tyron Woodley in just a second here, and you might have recognized Tyron's voice on the call because Tyron was uh, actually commentating the event for DAZN. We'll hear from Tyron in a second, but a lot of people have said, hey, he should fight boxers and if he wants to really be a champion that's the route he has to go but you saw there wasn't as much fanfare fighting in a much smaller place didn't get the attention that his other fights get so I, I don't know what the right move is does he fight guys like KSI and Tommy Fury and go that direction put on big money fights that people want to watch or does he actually try and fight boxers build himself up and one day try and actually get a title fight against a guy like 
a Canelo Alvarez. Well, it kind of seems like that's what he wants now, right? I mean, he got yeah. all the fame and the glory from beating the YouTubers and making all the highlight reels against Nate Robinson and all that kind of stuff. And now it seems like he really actually wants a boxing career. The problem with that is we're going to have to suffer through these Friday night fights like this. Like, right. Where nobody a bunch cares. of them too, Ed, yeah. right? I mean, boxers go, what, 20, 30 fights before they ever yes. get that really like big name, big, big headlining fight. So, I mean, it's all what he wants. Does he want to be famous and make money right. and, and sell out arenas? Or does he want to just pound tomato cans for the next 20 fights right. for the next six years before he fights Canelo Alvarez? I, I, like, I don't know. It depends what he wants. I, I personally, I won't watch any of these until he fights a KSI or a Tommy Fury again. That's just my opinion. But he, who cares? He, that's, not what he, that's not what he wants. He wants to, to be boxing. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I wonder if he's able to do a combination of both. Although at, at a certain point, it's not going to be fair for the MMA fighters or for the YouTubers if, if Jake continues to improve. I think it's very clear he has some natural ability. He has punching power. That's something you really can't teach to a degree. Either you have it or you don't. And I think it's obviously clear that Jake hits hard. And when he connects, he puts people's uh, lights out. A matter of fact, Tyron Woodley probably knows that better than most people because Tyron Woodley, sure, they fought twice. One of those times it went to decision. You remember what happened, though, that second fight, and that was one of the most brutal KOs that I have ever seen. Tyron was on the call. A lot of people discussing where Jake goes from here. We talked to Tyron a little bit earlier today. We asked him, hey, Tyron, you know, what should Jake do now? T. Wood's got an idea. I don't know. I think everybody's journey is their own journey. Um, but I do got something to say. All this talk about him fighting Nick um, in MMA is some. I think if you're going to fight anybody in MMA, you fight me in MMA. I'm the one that did the numbers with you. I'm the one that had the crazy millions and millions of views on a press conference. I'm the one that was a five-time champion. I'm the one that took the fight on two weeks' notice. I was doing Cobra Kai for 14 hours straight. I trained at 3 a.m. and I saved that car. That car was not going to happen. People would not have been buying Christmas gifts had I not stepped up to the plate. So to talk about fighting anybody in MMA outside of me is disrespect, especially if you if you really, really want to prove that you can do it in my world, you fight the number one guy in that world. Jake, I mean, not Jake, Nate has never touched gold, never been close to gold, ever. MMA-wise, the fact that we're not even speaking about me fighting him, especially with my affiliation with the PFL. I was going to say it's that. Kind of, yeah, I was kind of disrespectful. Like, I, I kind of want to holler at Pete. And I kind of want to holler at the people and the powers that be like, why are we not talking about this? And Ed Lucas, what he means by Pete, Peter Murray, who is the uh, CEO of PFL. Tyron works with PFL. Jake is signed to PFL. There's a lot of talk about Jake possibly fighting Nate Diaz. And I think Tyron accidentally said Nick at the beginning of the clip there. But a lot of talk about Jake and Nate. He clearly wants to fight. Tyron clearly wants to fight Jake in an MMA fight. Would you guys watch that? Do you have any interest in that? Oh, no, poor Tyron. I can tell by the hesitation. Personally, no. And I don't think Tyron wants this either. I think he just wants to get his name back out there and be a little bit more relevant again because uh, Jake kind of made him a household name. He made him a lot of money. He's like, hey, why don't I go and do this again all with, right. with Jake? I, like, all look, right. Dude, Tyron Woodley. He's proved that he can actually do this. <laughs> I, 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 it would be hard for me to, to see Tyron winning this. A fine might be true, although we're talking MMA here, Ed. We're not talking about boxing. Tyron Woodley was at one time and might still be in the conversation for the greatest welterweight MMA fighter of all time. So yeah, I, I have absolutely no desire to watch an untrained MMA fighter fight one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, even if he is a couple years past his prime. I, that, what does that do for me? Who cares? I, 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 if Tyron Woodley can't do that, then what are we even talking about? <laughs> we'll see what happens. 
UFC 296 had its fair share of drama in the octagon, but a fight in the crowd may have actually drawn the most headlines. When TMZ Sports returns, how Sean Strickland and Drickus Duplices couldn't wait until January to start throwing hands. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike, Ed, and Lucas. Guys, UFC 296 went down over the weekend. There were a lot of good fights. I'll say this, though. I think the best fight might have actually been outside of the octagon involving two guys who are going to fight eventually inside of the octagon, but not until January in Canada. Sean Strickland, the 185-pound champion, the UFC middleweight champion, and Drickus Duplicis, uh, the South African star. They are fighting. They got into it really bad, almost came to blows at a press conference last week. It's clear that beef carried over to the UFC 296 event. The guys actually got into a fight. Punches were thrown. Here are the fellas on the broadcast explaining to the audience at home what happened in the stands. So it started with Duplessis sort of being shown. Strickland fires the gun. Duplessis dodges it. So oh, I'm being talking. told that Strickland asks Gilbert Burns' son to move. Oh, and oh, wow. oh my goodness. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> out of nowhere. That's, that's kind of crazy. Well, he told him, he, he, well, you can, say, you can see Drake is behind him, still kind of talking once Sean turned his back. So I don't know if maybe Sean Strickland heard him. But how about Sean Strickland, who is a psychopath, having the wherewithal <laughs> to tell the kids to move before he goes and attacks Drake as Duplessis? And he did ask the kid to move. The kid actually is the child of Gilbert Burns, of course. Well, you know, one of our friends. We talked to Gilbert a lot. You saw Brandon Moreno there as well. You had uh, some other fighters, Alex Volkanowski. I saw in the picture. So crazy scene. They actually guys kicked Sean Strickland out. So they said, hey, you're a UFC champion, but you've got to go. He had to leave. Duplicy's got to stay and watch the rest of the fights. But what a what a crazy event. I, I hate this so much. I think this is so, so, so corny. It, it just feels like almost WWE, you know, where we mm. got to drum yeah. up some interest pr- prior to the fight. And maybe we get in a little slap boxing match on the on the on the ringside. Maybe maybe it'll drum up more ticket sales and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, this is not really this is Sean Stray. He could destroy any man with one punch. And he gets in this little brawl where he's hitting him in the back of the neck. And, you know, you can tell it's not trying to actually hurt this guy because it feels so very corny, very forced. You knew they sat them next to each other just two rows apart. What did you think was going to happen? You know, so I just it all just feels 
very contrived, very uh, uh, very fake, uh, and very, very promotion. I, I mean, it was interesting, though, I will say, and now we're talking about it, now I'll probably watch the fight next month. But that being said, I don't really like the, the corniness and the, the, the fake promotion, I should say. I don't think this was corny at all. And, I, you know, you said you're going to probably watch the fight now. I'm definitely yeah. watching it, and I'm definitely interested in what's going to keep happening in the lead-up to this fight. But I don't it was actually like staged or anything like that I, I think these guys really just don't like each other and Strickland is one of those guys who can just like he's like a loose cannon at all right times, so. I, I think Drick has probably found out Lucas and I, I don't think he's in any way sh uh, scared of Sean but if you challenge Sean Strickland to a fight it doesn't matter where it is like it, it, Sean will fight you anywhere and if it's at a UFC event and they're not fighting it doesn't matter I, this guy would fight in a church, at a police station. I, I don't think there's anywhere that Sean Strickland is not ready to throw hands. And I'll, I'll say this. I, I don't know that, look, these are two really talented fighters. It's not from a marketing standpoint. It wasn't the biggest fight that people were talking about. But I think after the press conference last week, things got heated. And then after what happened at 296, yeah, I think, I think you're right, Ed. I think a lot of people, whether or not they like this, I think a lot of people probably end up tuning into this fight to see what happens when these guys can finally actually get their hands up. Guys, Chandler Jones, again, Edward, uh, another run-in with police in Arizona. And I think people are concerned for this guy, man. Yeah, yeah, we don't know too much about this confrontation with police, but we do know it happened in Arizona in a county called Maricopa County. And we know a couple sheriffs showed up to his house or a house he was staying at and, and tried to talk to him. Uh, and, and here's what happened. It was a very bizarre scene. Take a look at this video that he posted to his own Instagram to show it. Good boy. Come on, come inside. If, if, if you guys try to take her, then she's fine. Mr. Jones, we gotta talk about why we're here now. Okay, wait, no, 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 sir, no, sir. No, wait a minute, wait, no. wait, 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 no, no. sir, 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 We've reached out to cops about uh, for comment on it, basically. What, 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 what was right. going down here? And, and they don't really have their remaining type lift about it for now. Uh, uh, it seems like it's some sort of welfare check because you can kind of hear in the audio, they're saying, we're not here to arrest you. We're just trying to help. Uh, so maybe somebody concerned about Chandler's safety uh, uh, that, that called them to the to the home. Now, the, yeah. now, the reason this is so noteworthy is because this is at least the third or fourth run and he's had with cops in the last few months. You'll remember he got arrested twice in, in Nevada, actually, back in yep. September and October. Uh, those were for, for violating a, a domestic violence violence restraining order that was filed against him. Uh, and then he posted another video on his Instagram that appeared to be from Arizona again recently where cops showed up to his house uh, alleging that he was uh, burning furniture in his backyard. He denied it adamantly in the video. But again, he just seems to keep having these run-ins with cops. And according to his Instagram's comments and his Instagram uh, captions, he's saying that these are like unwarranted and they're happening all the time. So uh, I, I And he know. says he's okay, doesn't he, too, Eddie? Every time. But you see the video. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to be somebody. No. He's screaming as he's cops just try to talk to him in front of his yard so who knows how he's feeling you know yeah yeah you can hear it in his voice this is not just some casual run-in with the police this is very serious and you got to assume at some point you know this is a cry for help and he needs to get the help you know he has so many teammates yeah. that he's made over the years it doesn't seem like this is normal behavior and someone's got to be looking out for him and being like look dude like whatever you got to do I'm not going to like put things out there that I don't know for sure, but yeah, something is wrong. with this. No, I, I think so too. It, it's clear, Lucas, obviously people are concerned for him, but it does, like we've said, it seems like he continually says, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And if he's not really breaking the law, although like Ed has said, he's pointed sometimes where he's violated allegedly some, some orders to stay away. If he's not breaking a law though, I think there's, only so much the authorities can do, and you can't force someone to get help who isn't breaking the law and who does not want help. So, 
He's still a young guy. Even if he never plays another down of football in his life, who cares? Hopefully he's got enough money. Family is incredibly successful, but you just hope that Chandler Jones, who is still, by all accounts, is still a young man, you hope he gets the help that he needs. some NFL oddities. He told us he was going to do it, and that's exactly what Rob Gronkowski did. Yeah, you're like, who is that huge member of the choir? That was Gronk at the LA Bowl, which of course was hosted by Gronk, as he told us on the show recently. And he, he said he was gonna sing the national anthem. That's exactly what he did. He's a better football player than a singer, for sure, but not too bad uh, from Rob Gronkowski, guys. Ooh, I don't know. You're being very generous. Well, I'm trying to be nice. He comes on the show a lot, so you know. <laughs> so um, go <laughs> You know, I don't think it was very great, but you got to give him the A for effort. Same thing with Flavor Flav. You know, you were talking yes. about, you know, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but at least he went out there and did his best. <laughs> right. As long as you take it seriously, I think that's the, that's the thing. And he's so entertaining. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yes. I've, I've definitely heard better, uh, but like, <laughs> I always want to hear Gronk and see Gronk do this. I was thinking, how many people in this world would you would you be interested in seeing yeah. them sing the national anthem if they're not a famous singer? And right. he's one of five, ten guys, yeah. and it wasn't horrific, you know? It was. <laughs> that's the best way to say. It was not horrific. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, you want to talk about horrific to a horrific franchise right now. The uh, Carolina Panthers yesterday, guys, played the Atlanta Falcons in a game that set football back about 50 seasons. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, the Panthers actually end up winning the game 9-7. to seven. 9-7, to seven, it's like uh, more like a baseball score than an NFL score. Now, the crazy part about this, did you guys see what the stands look like? This it was empty. I mean, this was literally, as the game was being played, it was one of the mo most sparse crowds that I've ever seen at an NFL game. There were tickets, Ed, tell me if I'm wrong. You're going for like less than a dollar online. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't believe it. Never seen anything like it. They were saying 45 cents oh, for wow. some of those seats. And it, it, <laughs> my heart hurts so bad for Panthers fans because, yes, they won the game, yeah. but their, their quarterback, they traded all those picks for Bryce Young, and he hasn't been much this year, especially when you look across the, the, the way at the Houston Texans who drafted C.J. Stroud, a guy a lot of them. People felt they should have drafted, and he's this all-pro, all-worldly quarterback, and yep. Bryce Young isn't. But on top of that, they now don't have the pick that they should be getting from having this horrific season. So now they don't even have anything to look forward to next year, whether it's Marvin Harrison or Caleb Williams or whichever college star they want. So my heart hurts so bad for him. It's so hard to, to trash them for not showing up because what do you have to hope for? They, There's nothing to hope right? They don't even good. have a coach, Ed. They, they obviously yes. fired their coach less than one season. I mean, that is a franchise in disarray right now. And, uh, you know, David Tepper is a, is a billionaire financier, and he's had so much success on Wall Street. I, I don't think that he has proven that he knows how to run an NFL organization uh, up to this point. They are bad. You know, also pretty bad. Not as bad, but but bad. The New York Giants guys, uh, I, I guess the, the Tommy DeVito, the, the hype train kind of, I don't know, a little bit derailed yesterday. The Giants lose to a Saints team that hadn't been playing very well. And add, to add insult to injury, and by the way, DeVito did get hurt during the game. 
he was mocked by player and coach for the old, uh, you know, Italian-American Paisan celebration, guys. You knew this was going to happen, though, because, I mean, it was like too much too soon with all this yeah. Tommy DeVito nonsense. You know, he goes in and manages a game and they're ready to make him the king of New York, you know? But, like, the same thing happened with Johnny Manziel when he did his money signature yeah. salute thing. Um, as soon as he got sacked in the NFL, they did it right in his face, too. So you got to take it with, uh, you know. Well, you take the good and the bad, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he got a ton of publicity. This is Look, the end of the day, Tommy DeVito is an undrafted guy who was signed as a free agent, and uh, he's playing because his two quarterbacks in front of him got hurt. It's not like he was some highly sought-after prospect, Ed, right, that, that, uh, that you expected to have this big career. So when he does well, he has some success, and he gets all this attention, more attention than he should for his level of skill. You had to expect that this was going to happen. You knew it was coming. You just knew it was coming. You can't be this hyped up and this gassed up and then be yeah. all this and on the news all the time, and then when you have a bad performance, nobody tears you down. I mean, it is what it is, and you know, you're excited for him because he had this huge run, and yeah. now, unfortunately, this is going to be the, the downside of the mountain. Yep. All right, guys, before we go, we could not end a Monday show without mentioning Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift again back in the building to watch her man play football on Sunday. Not a home game, not at Arrowhead. She was actually in the building. She did not like that call there either. No flag. She was in the building uh, in Foxborough, uh, very animated watching this game. The uh, Chiefs ended up beating the Patriots 27 to 17 back on the winning ways. A lot of people saying, hey, maybe Taylor's not a uh, curse after all. It's the cutest story ever. I can't get enough of it. It's just so cute. They, she, she came into the season not knowing a thing about football, Nothing. and now she's yelling at referees about flags in the end zone. I mean, it's it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. She looks so excited. Travis seems pumped. I love this story. It doesn't get any better. I, I bet you that referee probably was bragging to his daughter that Taylor didn't <laughs> like his call. I'm over it. Oh, I'm you so are, Lucas. I'm so oh, wow. over it. I'm ready for them to break Jeez. up. Wow. I'm already. You ready for Lucas? <laughs> ready for them to break up? All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, do they play uh, their next game, uh, which is uh, on Christmas Sunday at home? Uh, it'd be very interesting to see if Taylor and Travis are actually going to spend Christmas morning together. We will find out in just a few days, guys. We have got to go. We've got a good one tomorrow, though. There is a massive boxing event going down on Saturday. Anthony Joshua, the uh, the boxing superstar from the United Kingdom, getting back in the ring fighting uh, somebody who we know pretty well, Otto Wallin, with a fight with Deontay Wilder on the horizon if both guys can actually get past their opponents on Saturday. We're going to be joined tomorrow by AJ. Lots of questions. Have a great night. See you tomorrow.